Yes. Welcome. Welcome, friends, foes, families, little children, dogs, cats, creatures of the night, beetle bugs, grasshoppers, and jabberwockies. This is Painting Pictures, and I am Gabriel Roberts, a.k.a. Dr. Wacky Backy, coming to you from Paonia, Colorado, where it's spring, and uh, I'm happy to be here in spring. I was here very for the first time uh, last summer, and that was June, which is the beginning of summer, and it was hot already. And now I'm here in March. <laughs> I got here in the beginning of March, and I get to see before it's really hot. Now, it's already hot. So it's already over this little spring, but it was pretty cool. And it's still things aren't totally desiccated and dried out the way that they will become in, uh, well, just a couple of short months, really. So enjoy it while it lasts. Can you believe it? The first quarter of 2015 is in the books, folks. Q1, Q1 down. How was Q1 for you? Um... I hope it was productive. I hope you got some deliverables pushed through from up above to down below. Got that chain of command. Got that product turnover that we all like so much. Um, maybe did some optimization, some streamlining of uh, operations. Always good to streamline operations when you can. <laughs> Paint a little racing stripe on the side too and have yourself a party. You know, a little race down the river, the old Rio Grande, in your new operations boat. It's all <laughs> streamlined. Uh, mine was, you know, pretty good. The The purpose of this little podcast, this little number, is to give you a, a bit of an update on, on moi. Uh, I know the past couple of uh, podcasts have featured a lot of other people talking. And I know that most of you listen to this podcast really just to hear me talk about me. And that's actually why I make this podcast, too. So let's get back to that, shall we? I have here a uh, ukulele that I will occasionally strum. Just to keep things musical and artistic. Well, so uh, I was sick for a while. Q1 for me was, was, uh, (laughs) I'd take a lot of sick days. In Q1, I think I took about uh, probably 50 sick days. So that leaves me, I think, only with five to get through the rest of the year. (laughs) Or else I'm going to have to start taking that out of my paycheck. You know what I mean? Ain't got no more paid vacay. Used it all in the beginning of the year. Um, No, fortunately, I I didn't have a, a job where I had to actually take sick days or... I, I was able to let go of the idea of getting well or let go of my parameters around that, my expectations around that. Ah, uh, four stretches of time. Let's be realistic. I fully expected to fully recover. But there were moments, dear listeners, there were moments in this extended period of illness where I questioned whether whether or not I would recover and i also questioned what 
what it felt like to feel well. Um, I just didn't remember. I, it was sort of a vague idea. And then I thought, well, did I ever really feel well? It's like now that I was definitely not well for a while and then I started to get a little better, uh, then it was like I was waiting for this full recovery and I started to question whether or not that was an illusion and, and my state of feeling fairly good was that perfect health and but no it actually wasn't um (laughs) perfect health was even better and i'm i'm really really grateful to say i i have i'm not in perfect health but boy i'm back there to where i have energy that's the biggest thing is having sustained energy throughout the day to be able to do like five things in a row without having to take small naps in between um there was no secret i can't tell you well it was rest secret was rest no there was no you know vitamin g wasn't the answer spirulina magnesium sulfide um you know toenail fungus um you know gouging out gouging your ears with screwdrivers um fingers up the butt all these things really were just like stopgap solutions that didn't really address the problem they just addressed the symptoms you know, like <laughs> your butt feeling too empty. Okay, that was that was addressed by by the fingers at the butt, or you know, not having terrible searing, agonizing pain in your ears. Well, that was addressed with the screwdrivers. So, um, but the the real illness was only addressed through rest, and so that's the health update. Uh, I had to I had to rest a lot and. And now I'm back to taking my health for granted. <laughs> it feels great. Uh, no, I don't quite take my health for granted yet. I, I think I did learn something from this whole experience. And that is to rest more. <laughs> to sleep more and rest more. And take take moments in the day, even if you don't take a full-on nap. Take moments in the day to sit down and take some deep breaths breaths that some deep breaths and not do anything okay there's your homework charlie take a deep breath once in a while you know you don't need to go charging off (laughs) your name is charlie but you don't need to go charging off through your whole day every day without stopping it's kind of exciting and it's uh exhilarating and boy when you're in a place like paonia where there's all kinds of things happening well, it can be fun to be going, 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 going. Uh, but I think it, I think it sort of gradually takes its toll. I mean, it, you have to be in balance. You got to find that balance. And for me, uh, that balance requires a fair amount of downtime. All right, moving on. Um, I want to talk about work. Let's just. Strum, work, 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 work. Well, one of the reasons I came back to Paonia when I did, which was in the beginning of March, was because I had it in my mind that I was going to get a full-time job here in town. 
there's a great company in town that employs people full time. They had a job opening. I thought I was perfect for it. <laughs> um, I maintained on one level, like, oh, I am not attached to this, whether or not I get this job. <laughs> and um, I told my, tried to tell myself, you know, uh, you know, I might get it, I might not. <laughs> and I don't care if I get it or I don't get it. But I really fully <laughs> expected to get this job. I felt like I deserved it. I felt like I was definitely the most qualified candidate. That feeling was derived from just a general uh, feeling of self-importance. It wasn't at all, um, it didn't at all take into account you know, the other candidates who were mystery people to me, but I assumed that they were chumps, all of them, and I would get this job. Well, long story short, uh, I didn't get the job. Well, it's not, it's not, there's not even a long story. <laughs> that is the story, um, and it's not very long. So I'll just, I'll just say, well, story, the story is, I didn't get the job. And... Uh, so then I was like, uh-huh. And, and I was ready to get this job and I was prepared to go work in an, in an orifice for 40 hours a week. Uh, why I thought that would suit me, I don't know. Uh, I think I was probably thinking about the money. Uh, there were other things. It's a great company. There were other things that made it appealing. But mostly I was like, oh, a paycheck. Oh, oh, imagine if I have a paycheck. Oh, boy. <laughs> That'll be a real man. <laughs> oh, a paycheck and a car and a house. Um, <laughs> I can buy new clothes. Oh, nice clothes. And, um, and boy, and then in, in eight months, I'll be able to take a two-week vacation wherever I want in the whole world. Well... I didn't get the job, and uh, and so then I thought, okay, something else has come up. But I, I was still attached to this idea of of working for somebody else uh, to make money, and the idea there being that um, you have to do something for somebody else to in order to survive on this earth, which is. Uh, true in a lot of cases, but perhaps it's a, it's a flawed assumption. Anyway, I then decided that I, I um, received a phone call. So this was like an inbound sort of thing um, from a gentleman who uh, was interested in hiring me to join his team of construction men, men in tool belts. <laughs> he said, Gabriel, I'd like to see you on my team wearing a tool belt every day <laughs> and um and i said sir that sounds like a plan let's do it i i want to be a man wearing a tool belt i have steel-toed boots and i have carhartt brand clothing that i've purchased at the thrift store and i have a tool belt <laughs> i do have a tool belt um and so i'm your man <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a strong man. <laughs> I'm a strong man. I'll get up on that scaffolding. Yes. Send me up there. Give me the, give me the nail gun. Okay, pass me that nail gun. Skeeter, 
Skeeter, pass me the nail gun. I, I've got some siding to, to uh, slap in with this high-powered hydraulic machine. Bah, bah, bah. I was ready, f- ready for it. And then, um, and then the whole time, there is a little voice in my head saying, Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! This is gonna be this is gonna be hard. Um. Uh. Fuck. Are you sure you're ready for this? Uh. That's gonna be really hard. Um. It's gonna be really hard work, and it's gonna be kind of dangerous, and it's gonna be outdoors, and you're gonna get really tired, and uh, you're basically just going to be working and and um. And having time, and then and then cooking and food shopping and doing laundry and working some more. And I was like, "Well, that's great. I'll be a, <laughs> I'll be a working man, and that's fine. I don't need I don't need time for my art. That's my art can come later. <laughs> you know, that was a time I really just need to be financially independent. That's the most important thing in the world. And this is the way to do it. And I can work hard. And boy, you know, maybe I'll just do it for seven months." <laughs> Oh, just seven months. And then, I'll have $4,000. $4,000 that I've earned by my own hard work and sweat. And boy, that'll, <laughs> oh, that'll feel good. Oh, I can do whatever I want with that money. Oh, I can travel for two months and then come back and do it again. Well, then I... uh little voice in my head that was going fuck this is gonna suck um i had like i had like five days before between when i agreed to start working and when i was slated to start work and in those five days my mind frantically scrambled to find something to give me an excuse to let go of this idea of this work that i knew deep down i knew it wasn't for me i just knew it my body felt really uncomfortable at the thought of it. Uh, it would be great if I wanted to become a full-time carpenter and, you know, do it for 20 years and gradually work up to being a head carpenter and making $40 an hour and then, you know, which is awesome. But, uh, and I, it appeals to me. I want, I want to be able to build things. But I've got... Anyway, I knew it wasn't right for me. So my mind scrambles to find something. And I think of this other work opportunity that I'd heard of before. And so I call this other person and um, and I get some work starting like the very next day. I go up and I start working. And it seems like, ah, this is so much better. It's just outside of town. The other job was going to be a 20 or 25-minute commute every day. This was like five minutes away. And it was a beautiful... Uh, setting a really friendly um, guy who's doing the work and really friendly uh, person who's having the work done a really nice sort of calm work environment and I was digging ditches and uh, digging ditches and I thought this is great <laughs> this is perfect I can just dig ditches up here it's just a f- it's just like five minutes out of town I'll just dig ditches um, work ended at like 2.30 or 3 every day, and I was like, oh, that's great, I just work till 2.30 or 3 every day, and then I'll, I'll have the whole afternoon, I can paint in the afternoon, and life will be good, and I'll make just enough money, and I, I've just got it all, this is it, I really, I figured it out, I figured it out, <clears throat> well, 
that lasted for three days. I did three days of work uh, thinking I had it all figured out. Then came the weekend, and then came the Monday where I went back to work, and I threw out my back. <laughs> Real bad. Just like that, like a pop snapple diddle right down in that lower back, and it was a fresh it was a fresh feeling. I hadn't felt that before, and I immediately began moving in all of the ways that I've seen people dealing with really tough lower back pain moving, which is the like back straight, like bending your knees excessively, like sort of halfway halfway bent leaning forward with your hands on your knees to support yourself. Oh, yeah. So, um, just felt that little back, back go on me. And, um, I screamed and cried, not on the job once I got home, and, um, thought that, you know, what the hell? Uh, I thought I had it all figured out, and now this happened, and now how long is it going to take for me to get better, and will there still be work when I am better, and shit, do I really want to be doing this kind of work? And moral of the story is I don't, and I don't have the type of constitution that is well-suited to uh, heavy manual labor. Um, I'm not a very... uh, you know, if I had bigger bones, I think that, you know, some people are just built f- for lifting, uh, lots of stuff. And I'm not, um, you know, as incredibly strong and athletic as I am, uh, <laughs> I'm not a, you know, just not a big dude, basically. And, uh, don't have years of of hard working that have built up like a toughness to me. I'm kind of a softy in a good way. Okay, Charlie, it's a good soft, but that's the, the, the conclusion I, I came to. And, um, fortunately there's somebody in my life who believes very strongly and fully in, <clears throat> in, in me and the sort of my higher calling, if you will, uh, specifically my art and the other creative things that I like to do. And this person uh, gave me the, the perspective and the encouragement to turn away from the entire, turn away entirely from the concept that I have to work or use the, my energy uh to earn an hourly wage and instead embrace the concept that I am abundant, this is an abundant universe, and I can support myself and be independent and successful and abundant through my pursuit of my passions. And so that's where we are today, folks. Uh, this is beginning of week two of Gabe just being full-time Gabe and uh, haven't hurt my back <laughs> and I haven't gotten sick. So we're off to a good start. 
And I feel pretty good about it. I feel different. I feel like I'm carrying myself a little differently. There was a rather disempowered uh, attitude that I had embraced, and it came from the feeling of need around work and, and, and lack uh, around money. And uh, this caused me to constantly be looking for work and pricking my ears up at the uh, any sort of conversation about work, uh, about somebody needing a hand with this or that, and um, being totally ready at any moment to drop whatever I have, uh, drop whatever it is that I've, I'm sorry, I'm really distracted, whatever it is that I was doing, and embrace <clears throat> whatever it is somebody is offering me. So, uh, I have to take a break here. There's a gentleman who wants to install internet in my world. Sorry about that. Uh, did have to go greet a gentleman from the company Skybeam who was looking at installing internet here in our house. Really nice guy. Boy, um, much better than Comcast. I ended up turning him away without installing the internet, and he wasn't upset. Uh, I feel like if you had arranged an install with Comcast for internet, um, and then the operator arrived, and you were to say, you know, after walking around with them a little bit around your place and talking about it, and then say, you know, I just, uh, I don't think that this is going to be the right fit for me, but thanks for coming out. I think they would probably like serve you with some sort of an arrest warrant and uh, arrest you <laughs> on the spot in handcuffs and take you down to their detention facility under deep underground. Uh, they probably share it with AT&T and, um, and there you would be tortured until you agreed to sign up for triple play and pay $250 a month for <laughs> high-speed internet and a cable TV. And uh, even if you don't have a TV, you want triple play. And even if you <laughs> don't have a home phone, you want the home phone. Actually, a home phone would be cool. But I don't want to pay 250 bucks a month. Anyway, this guy was so cool. He was just like, oh, you know, I explained the situation. He was like, oh, I totally understand. Well, you, now you know that you can get the internet. It's a question of line of sight to a massive tower on a hill about 20 miles away. Maybe not 20 miles away. Uh, maybe 10 miles away. But you, you could see the tiny little tower. And at first he said, um, oh, you know, it's not going to work because there's this big tree back there. But then he walked around and walked around and peered and peered and peered. And he kept saying, nah, it's not going to work. I'm afraid, you know, got to have a line of sight. Um, and then he kind of spotted a little side spot, cozy angle number where he could put up the little dish and he figured he could get get the uh, signal. So what that means is that there is a tower on a hill 10 miles away blasting packets of radiation <laughs> down upon town just every day 24/7 blasting weird w waves of 
of whatever that is, whatever internet is, little packets of data on the air. Um, and and so our house is is pretty well shielded by this tree that's behind us that is, is standing there like a like a man taking a bullet for us with his arms outstretched just all day saying fending off the uh, sky beams and anyway um fortunately for us if we do want internet there's a little angle just 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 under the armpit of that tree where some of those blasters get through and we can pick them up with a little dish and then relay them happily into new little radio new little radioactive waves that can bounce all around our house <laughs> and so it'll go from to then just like that we'll be netflixing and um all that good stuff anyway that was so that was the work update uh we're gonna take a quick break It's time for your cast iron update. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rub it. Rub it. Yeah. Get it. Work it. Work that oil in to the surface. That's my cast iron pan, and it has six coats of seasoning on it. Uh, the update is, last time I spoke to you, I just reseasoned the pan, and I was ecstatic over how hash browns were effortless, effortlessly sliding off the pan, and I thought that I had it all figured out. <clears throat> anytime, this is probably just, this is just a general uh, disclaimer, anytime I say I have it all figured out, or anytime I think that and say something along the lines of, I think I got this I think I got this figured out. <laughs> Please disregard <laughs> and assume that what I really mean is I've taken a small step forward on my path of learning. Same can be said for the cast iron pan. I enjoyed what was that? 3 weeks in March of of uh easy stick-free non-stick cooking with my freshly seasoned cast iron pan. And then gradually, um, things started to just stick a little bit, and I ignored it and was in denial about it for the first week or about a week while this was happening. And again, what really (laughs) drove it home is cooking hash browns and eggs, going to flip the hash browns and half the hash browns stick into the pan. And still, I thought, oh, oh, I don't know. I mean, I just didn't use enough butter. And I I scraped away at at the hash brown and continued cooking my hash browns. And damn it, got through cooking the hash browns. And ended up with really not very nicely crisped or homogenized or or, uh, held together hash browns. uh, More like a, a sort of gooey pile of moist grated potatoes. Still delicious. And then to really drive the point home, I decided to fry two eggs and still in denial about (laughs) the cast iron pan and whether or not things stuck to it. I then had the incredibly uh, sickening 
slide of spatula through the fried egg, where it goes right through the egg, and a thin layer of the egg remains entirely undisturbed on the surface of the pan. And that's when I knew that <clears throat> my pan once again needed to be reseasoned. Uh, but instead of uh, accepting this fact and saying, well, I guess my pan needs to be reseasoned, I said, Fuck! Fuck! <laughs> I was alone, so I. <laughs> I screamed at the pan, um, and then I turned and looked out my big bay window to the street to make sure nobody was watching, and then I turned back to the pan and said, FUCK! Uh, and then I, you know, ate my beans, scraped it down, washed it down, began reseasoning, and now it has six layers of coconut oil seasoning. Um, it's going to work now for a little while. I don't know why my seasoning keeps going down. I'm not scrubbing uh, overly. Um, but I do believe that I will be ordering some flax seed oil because this, according to some of my reading, is suggested to be the very best oil. And so I might as well try to get the best oil and do another six coats of seasoning, which is a fun week. You know, it's a fun, it's a fun way to sort of break up your week um, with constantly heating your oven up to 475 degrees and making your whole house smell like burning oil for hours and hours and hours. <clears throat> it's also good for your gas bill. Hey, all right. So that's the cast iron update for you. I want to give y'all a... Paonia News Bulletin, a little taste of what's happening in Paonian. Paonia. Today is Tuesday, March 31st, and this weekend, the whole town is a Twitter, <laughs> is a sliver, is a bither for the Elemental Rising Fashion Show, presented by Unicorn Arts Collective. This fashion show will feature designs from local artists and a bunch of models, and pretty much everybody young and attractive in town will be walking up and down the runway wearing clothes. It's actually, it's really cool. <laughs> it's actually going to be really cool, um, despite that goofy, sarcastic announcer voice that I was doing. This event is not to be missed. <laughs> Because it's a fashion show put on by the small town of Paonia, wherein reside numerous people who will happily and gleefully uh, and seriously, with great dedication and thought and planning, uh, create uh, clothes in whatever fashion they're into. I mean, really, it's so cool. Uh, so there's a number of designers, and these people are local artists that know how to sew, basically. And they get to choose their models. And, um, boy, I'm getting really exciting thinking about this. Just, I mean, talking about it. Well, I'm thinking about it while I'm talking about it. 
uh, do both at the same time, <laughs> both at the same time, thinking and talking, thinking and talking, both at the same time, thinking and talking, thinking and talking. He's thinking and talking at the same time. Woo. Yes. That's sexy, isn't it? You like how I can think and talk at the same time? Woo boy. Multitask. I can think and talk and tap on the table. Anyway, so all these, I had some coffee. I had some coffee. It's Tuesday. It's coffee day. All these local designers are designing, say, three outfits, and they're choosing their three models. And then there's a team of ladies and and men who are uh, choreographing dance numbers and musical numbers. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to be at the Paradise Theater, which has been recently renovated and has an awesome HD projector. And there's going to be a massive screen. There's going to be a amazing art installation in the front by my friend and brief painting pictures guest Ryan Strand uh, who is constructing out of organic materials namely uh, tree branches and willow willow wisps wisps um, massive sculptures uh, that will be displayed outside of the theater and inside of the theater and it's t- there's two nights, a Friday night and a Saturday night. Um, Saturday night is followed by a dance party. Um, both nights are sold out, which means I think 200 people fit in that theater. Um, so this is going to be great. Elemental Rising Fashion Show. Uh, really excited. And there will, no doubt, I'll put up links and stuff once there's awesome videos of this so you guys can check it out. And... Um, it's going to happen again next year, and so if you want to participate in a fashion show, come to Paonia next spring. Get here in uh, February, and you can get in on the ground floor and get in on designing or modeling or whatever you want, or just come next April and check it out yourself. Okay, uh, also happening in Paonia, things are blooming. Okay, also... Um, what else? Uh, I mean, really, it's just a fashion show. People are, like, really going crazy over this. I was, fortunately, or unfortunately, I was out of town um, when all the designers and models and everybody were getting together planning this thing. And so I didn't get included. I'm not, I'm not in it. <laughs> okay, I'm not in it. <laughs> Not in the show. But I'm actually kind of excited just to have a ticket and get to go as a spectator and have no idea what's coming and be totally blown away. Uh, what else? Soccer is back on outdoors after being indoors for the winter months. We are now playing outdoors again Monday evenings at Volunteer Park. Uh, the bike co-op has a um, wholesale uh license and can now order parts for your bicycle they also have a display case and they are selling tubes and bike lights and this becomes now the only legitimate bike shop within 50 miles it's here in paonia colorado it's a bike co-op started by a number of young uh, people one of them is named gabe who is not me and he's actually not that young (laughs) Not old, but anyway, <clears throat> the other Gabe in town, 
has been instrumental in getting this thing going. It's open Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons from 4 to 6 p.m. It is all by donation. You can come in and learn how to get your bike fixed. There are knowledgeable bike mechanic volunteers on hand two afternoons a week to provide assistance and instruction. They can order you the parts that you need. Um, Fantastic. There is figure drawing Tuesday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. upstairs at the Blue Sage. Uh, Live nude models, uh, suggested donation of $5. Bring your uh, pencils and papers and charcoals and have a seat and draw some um, of the human figure while listening to classical music. It's a good time. Also... (laughs) Frisbee's Ultimate Frisbee is back on Wednesday afternoons in Town Park, just right in the middle of town, uh, 5.30 p.m. Come on out, bring your Frisbees, play Ultimate Frisbee. It's a heck of a sport, and uh, you would be amazed at how good people are at throwing a Frisbee in different, um, you know, styles, like the hammer throw. Um, what else? What else? That's, I guess that's pretty good for now what do you think folks is this a this a great town or what (laughs) huh so come on down uh to paonia and get involved in some of these events anyway that's the news i feel like there's more that i'm forgetting but i just wanted to give you a, a taste Well, my dear friends, that is, that's that for this solo podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed the updates. I thank you very much for tuning in. Again, this is the Painting Pictures Podcast, and you can visit my website, gaberobertsart.com, G-A-B-E-R-O-B-E-R-T-S.com, and you can uh, view images of uh, are my paintings and you can get in touch with me by sending an email to Gabe Roberts art at gmail.com. Uh, until next week or whenever the next episode, wow, my computer's power just went from 10% to 11% and it's not plugged in. Must be the sun <laughs> solar power. <laughs> Um, gosh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm hoping to set up another interview and just keep these babies rolling. So thanks for being along for the ride. And send me an email if you have any questions. Go to the website. Check out the art. Um, let me know what you think. I am charging ahead with this new path of putting it out there, baby. Putting it all out on the line. So if you want to get in there, you want to make some noise, you want to make some waves, you want to blow some bubbles... Uh, hit me, yo. Hit me on the line. <laughs> hit me on the pager. And we'll make this thing <clears throat> snap, crackle, pop. Um, oh, one last thing. I ordered the game Dominion. <clears throat> it's the first time I've ever ordered a board game. I am now the guy with the board game <laughs> who goes around asking you if you want to play this obscure board game and then kicking your ass <laughs> when you do accept the challenge. Woo! Great game. It's called Dominion. I ordered it online. I don't have an Amazon portal, but 
some guys that make amazing podcasts do. And if you are ordering things on Amazon and you would like to support podcasting, um, please go to feralaudio.com, F-E-R-A-L audio.com. And um, here you'll find a number of other podcasts. That my two favorite podcasts are called the Duncan Trussell Family Hour and Twisting the Wind with Johnny Pemberton. And if you go to either of those pages through Feral Audio, you will find their Amazon portal, or you can just go through the Feral Audio Amazon portal. And then um, it doesn't cost you anything. Go click on that portal. You'll be taken to Amazon.com. You do your shopping, make your purchase, and a small percentage of what you buy is donated directly to these wonderful um, creative people who are making these amazing podcasts for free. So it's a great way to support them. I'm hoping to get myself an Amazon portal one of these days. But until then, um, go to Feral Audio, use their portal anytime you're going to buy something on Amazon, and buy the game Dominion and learn how to play it, fall in love with it, and then we can um, wrangle and have ourselves a Dominion tournament. All right, folks, keep it real, keep it wrinkled. I love you very much. Uh, I just—I feel like I could just keep talking, <laughs> but I'm going to stop. <laughs>